The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If it bleeds, we can gut it. Hey gang, Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. Well, we're on a trend of having critics' darlings being assailed by our guests the streak continues with Nick from the Gag on This podcast as he goes after our generation and maybe best actor of all times, classically loved film, There Will Be Blood. Joining me in the gutting uh, the co-host chair is Lauren Conlon. Remember her from 16 Candles? I do. She's funny. You loved her. I do too. Before we get to it, hey, guttingthesacredcow.com for merch needs. Grab a hat, mug, bag, whatever. You know what the deal is. Patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. And to advertise with us or just to say hi, give some notes, feedback, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And let's see if Big Nick from the Gag on This podcast can... Set fire to There Will Be Blood. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now. Yeah, that doesn't matter because we're good in the now that's some high quality h2o lauren conlin name that film wait oh no um um it's like an american pie or some kind of millennial movie our guest today is nick from the gag on this podcast (laughs) wait tell me what it is well i'm gonna let nick have a guess at this nick what film is that from i mean it's the water boy uh that it would be it is not some millennial <laughs> film that is Even millennial th- fyi water boy's millennial and i'm embarrassed i should okay that, yeah. that film is not millennial because i saw that in 1997 when it came out when i was in college so no <laughs> it is not a millennial film whatever whatever nice. whatever burn burn i suck it's fine. don't let facts get in the good way of emotions like your little gen z people are like kevin goatee lauren conlin you remember her don't you she did oh god not the breakfast you didn't do the breakfast club which one did you nope. do 16 candles. Yep. 16, 16 candles yeah 16 candles mm-hmm. 16 candles the john hughes circle of hatred has been closed lauren how's it going my dear what's what's new it's- with you it's going well. It's going well. Um, yeah, I feel like I wasn't um, mean enough uh, on that podcast. It's fr- the feedback that 
I, I got from people that listened and, you know, I read some, some Twitter comments and I feel like, you know, it's not really my fault that I'm so sweet, you know, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Boy, I didn't get that. Uh, I didn't get that. News <laughs> I guess I'm not so sweet, but you know, <laughs> well, we got Nick from the gag on this podcast. Nick has decided to do a film. I immediately jumped on this one. This is a good one. People it's funny when you mention the name of it people are like that's a great film but i haven't heard people mention this in a long time and the name of that film is there will be blood ironically which is what lauren tells her husband when she wants to have her sex have sex with him when he's on her period mm, nope don't say that we do the shower so it's not a big deal it just oh. washes right down the drain oh yeah TMI? Right down the leg? That's a spirit. So do I. No, uh, just down the drain. Or a towel. towel. There will be blood. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting a period sex in the first 15 seconds. I know, so bad. So I adore her. There will be blood. 2007, a budget at the time of 25 million, a box office gross of 76.2 million. Turn that into 2022 money. 33.6 million dollar budget. 102.4 gross a lot of money good amount decent roi imdb as we all know is a scale one through ten with decimal points nick what do you think that there will be blood scored on the old imdb oh jesus it's gonna be high uh let's go 9.2 lauren conlin 8.3 one of you has won both showcases and that one is with the Shen Elizabeth hair, Lauren Conlin, 8.2. Oh my God, seriously? I was so close. I'm never that close. Yeah. Don't, well, don't even, I don't know. What, I don't know what joke you guys can make on that, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm not usually a winner. I'm going to let yeah. you take your bow and enjoy your moment. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's very nice. That's Four very ones. nice. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Since we started out on period sex. <laughs> and we can only go to up to butt sex. Yes, only only up. Rotten Tomatoes is a scale one through 100. What do you think Lauren Conlin, the critics, gave There Will Be Blood? One I'm going to go the critics. Uh, 91%. Nick, indulge me. Us, excuse me. Mm. I mean, it, I'm going to say 85. Like, it's got to be close to IMDb. One of you has won both showcases and is dead nuts on. And that person is wearing a halter top. Lauren Conlon, 91%. <laughs> I mean, you would think I cheated, but I'm so sweet. I don't cheat. So oh, please fine. don't tell me you're cheating in this game because there is <laughs> no, no I'm not. I'm, not. I'm just never that close. <laughs> well, Sorry, Nick. Sorry. Well, let's see, Nick. What do you think the audience scored There Will Be Blood? Well, they're pretty stupid, so I'm going to go 95. 95. Lauren Collin, can she get three showcases yeah. on one podcast? I'm going to go I'm going to go 98. 86 for the audience. Mm. So I was closer. I mean, if this is the you price were. is right, you were closer, won. but not both wow, showcases. Nick, you're close. Good job. You really want that <laughs> win so bad. You really wanted to make that a thing. <laughs> Quotes, I see people and see nothing worth liking. And the obvious, I drink your milkshake because it brings all the boys to the yard and their life is better than yours. Any other quotes? How about Lauren Conlon? Did any quotes jump out at you? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, all of them, Kevin. <laughs> oh, really? All two, all two yeah. I gave you? <laughs> yeah, of course. No, the first one. Nothing else in addition to those jumped out at you? Not really, no. Okay, fair. Nick, how about yourself? Yeah. Any quotes jump out at you? Um, Randomly, when he shipped his kid off to deaf school, and he was just like, how big is his room? I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to ask. Are you asking people really? in your daily life what how big is their room and try and hoping that you're going to catch somebody who knows what you're talking about with a movie quote? <laughs> <laughs> Nick's at a party. All righty then. Okay, my turn. Uh, how big is your room? What the fuck is that from? Yeah. I, no, I mean, yeah. A little obtuse, but okay. That was his selection. So there'd be it. Five fun facts. While filming There Will Be Blood, it is set in California, but the film was shot in Marfa, Texas. One day while filming, they did a run-through of the scene where the oil derrick catches on fire with the sky filling with smoke. This turned out to be a problem for... Do you know what film is shooting at the same time? No Country for Old Men. Get out of here. I didn't yep. know that. Yep, or, and it was shooting oh. around the town at the same time, so that caused problems because of the smoke number two according to costume designer mark bridges the hats that daniel plainview wears throughout there will be blood were chosen to reflect his character development he explains leading up the first time we see the main hat his hats kind of echo or inform what's going on with his career and life i sure as shit didn't catch that so i must be an a1 dummy <laughs> Who the fuck pays attention to that shit? The costume designer. That's who. (laughs) Or someone who lives in character 24-7 for the entire shoot, i.e. DDL. Wait, can I say something about a quote really quick, Kevin? I would love for you to. Well, no, I just, because I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but I don't remember this quote, but I did look it up and it, it says you slithered out of your mother's filth. What do you guys remember that part? I don't oh remember yes, that. yes, that was the very end where he's where the deaf guy walks out and wants to buy out. I yeah, might have been too young, like when I watched it, like to really have this this type of language resonate with me as a you know I don't know. Too Not young as in two days ago when you watched this? Or no, yesterday? no, no. When it, when it, I watched it, like literally in theaters and like whatever it came out, oh eight or oh seven, whatever it was, which I was in my twenties. And, you know, I didn't really pay attention, but I'm like, that's a weird, that's a disgusting line. But anyway, oh. anyway. Number three, it's a, pro- oh, sorry, I read that one. Uh, no, I didn't read that one. It's appropriate Daniel Day-Lewis based Daniel Plainview's voice and mannerisms on director John Huston because There Will Be Blood was heavily influenced by Huston's film, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm going to call him PTA here for short because I'm not going to say all three names because when you say three names, that means you're talking about a serial killer. PTA has said rumors of him watching the movie every night during production have been greatly exaggerated. Oh, cute. But it did serve as a major inspiration. That fact wasn't that fun, according to you two. Number four. The prop oil was made from the same substance as McDonald's chocolate milkshakes. Oh, is that true? If it's on the internet, it's true. Wait, that's crazy. No, it's not really because McDonald's shakes, I've had one like about two months ago. They've really gone downhill or I haven't had one in so long. I don't remember how bad they were because I guess having five guys shakes now and Shake Shack it's a lot higher quality of a product. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I actually am a, a more of like a frosty fan, but fair. 
Yeah. You went to a McDonald's whose shake machine actually worked? I don't believe you. In the original script, Plainview beat Eli to death with a tumbler as opposed to a bowling pin, and then he threw Eli's corpse through the bowling pins and into the cellar below, which I think was a much wiser choice than how they ended it as is. Same here. Because yeah, he could he could have yelled strike and then <laughs> went to credits. Wow. 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 I mean, I still like the ending. I don't know. Okay, we'll get to it. Calm down, Annie Oakley. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the fans to jump in and ask a few questions in our Ask a Gutter. At Nemirovsky, Nick, what was more intense, the oil rig catching fire or the collective jizz explosions in the pants of critics and pretentious movie snobs when they first saw this film? The latter. Succinct and sustained. Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say it, but I was like, that's a fucking mouthful. So zing. Sort of like, you know, I could have said mm. ditto instead of I love you kind of thing. You, know? <laughs> you could have said I know like Han and Leia did. All right. <laughs> at, Brandon Oglesby at Newark Night. Mr. Question himself. He has a ton of fantastic questions week in and week out. Nick, is the I drink your milkshake scene from there? Will from there will be blood as iconic as people remember it, or is it just overblown and overhyped? That is actually the only thing I put down here that says the movie has a redeeming quality is the I drink your milkshake. And then Daniel Day Lewis going, I drink your milkshake. I drink it up like that's the only redeeming quality of this movie. (laughs) Fair. At the architect, there will be blood after I shot myself for watching it. (laughs) Not really a question, (laughs) but a joke. Zing. (laughs) Nick, not many questions for Ask a Gutter on that one, my friend. I'm sorry. The fans really either were ambivalent about you gutting this or were more focused on our next episode. Nonetheless... It is now time for you, Nick, because you've been all over Twitter all weekend in eager anticipation saying how you can't wait to take the living tits off Daniel Day-Lewis's vehicle. Daniel Day-Lewis, easily the best actor of this generation. So, Nick, I want you to gut the sacred cow. So, first (laughs) off... I'm shocked you didn't mention this fact that there is an outtake of Daniel Day-Lewis actually breaking character from this movie. Did not see that. Otherwise, that would have made the cut. here. Yeah, it was in the the bar scene when his kid comes back. The old waiter in the background, he actually drops everything and Daniel Day-Lewis just busts up. So fun fact (laughs) there. Um, All right, first, let's talk about the length of this bastard two hours and 40 minutes i i checked the time i was like okay we got to be close to done and it was only 20 minutes past (laughs) not a good sign you know what pta if you're listening shave five seconds off every fucking scene and you know what 90 minutes done we don't need this suspense of like oh let's look at a fucking he's holding a rock Let's slowly pan in on the rock because that's so important to the story. Well, it's true. I mean, it 
like there was a scene i'm trying to think of it there was a scene where he was just sitting there and like you have this music which we'll get to as well (laughs) and it's just it's panning in for way too long and it's like okay just you know get to it like when the derek explodes it's like okay we know it explodes i don't need to see him bent over just staring at a fire for fucking i think it was a minute a minute no Uh uh-uh trim that shit so that's my biggest one all right biggest one all right uh one thing I, I thought was weird is the camera movements. So the very first scene where you see Daniel Day-Lewis talking to all the people uh, for his very first um, interaction to try and get a uh, oil lease, and he points to his son. Daniel Day-Lewis keeps talking, yet the camera pans to the son and starts zooming in on the son. And it's like, yeah, let's focus on this kid who's not making any facial expressions and completely disregard what Daniel Day-Lewis is saying and doing. Hmm. No. And you know what? I don't know if it's cinematography or whatever, but the fact that they gave the cinematographer an Academy Award just shows that it's rigged. You're like very picky. All I'm going to say is you're picky, but continue. (laughs) Wait a minute. Rigged? Oil rigged? Oh, you son of a bitch. Look at this. (laughs) Don't you try and sneak a pun by me. By the way, Derek, I just Googled this. Because I should have researched it. The term Derek, you know where it came from? Uh, the type of gallows named after Thomas Derek, an Elizabethan era English executioner. Now, how the tell how the hell does that come to be for an oil drilling apparatus? Hmm. You know what? That wasn't that fun of a fact. All these fun facts were <laughs> quite lackluster. I did groan several uh, times. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I did groan and go, these facts are really not that fun. I'm trying to sell these sons of bitches, but boy, you know what? You guys are not picking up what I'm putting down. Continue, Nick. Well, maybe from now on, just just don't preface it with fun. Just be like, this is a fact. Well, Nick, (laughs) you should listen to this goddamn show and you would know that five fun facts has been part of this segment since inception. So, no, I will not do that. (laughs) All right. Let me get back to my list here. Okay. So this is something that doesn't necessarily have to do with the movie. It was just something I read that I thought, well, that's interesting. So (laughs) the dude who owned the rights for the book, it's quote unquote based on oil. Upton Sinclair, Uh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the guy that owned it, Eric Schlosser said in an interview, quote, I wanted to try and find a director who was as passionate about the book as I was, but director Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson approached me first. So the fact that he wanted to find a director and he's just like, you know what? He may not be that passionate about it, but he first came to me. What outlet said that? Sorry, that's crazy. So Eric Schlosser, the dude that bought the rights, said basically said he wanted to find a director that was as passionate about the book as he was, but PTA uh, came to him first. Wow just an okay. opportunist okay i mean i don't see what that has to do with the film but like watching it wise but okay nick continue oh i have another i guess fact that doesn't belong there pta okay. pta <laughs> said that john holmes was a great actor what yep 
Oh, this is from Boogie Nights then. Okay. All right. That's an opinion. That's an opinion, but okay. Fair. Lauren, have you seen a John Holmes film? I mean, yes. No. No, but it's still an opinion. Okay. So I just think everyone's entitled to one. She just dressed up as as him for Halloween in 2019, for Christ's sake. I did not. I've never seen a John Holmes film, really. (laughs) Well, you're missing out. Apparently not, according to uh, you know, Big Nick over here. So. Well, I don't watch it for the story. That's for sure. He watches it for his hog. Oh, sorry. That's a company secret that I was, just portrayed. That that was weird. That was weird. John Holmes that is a porn crazy. star, Lauren Conlon. He's a porn star. Did you not know that? Oh, wait, you guys, I really didn't know that. That's why I was See, like, Nick, I don't know what she, you're talking she, about. She, she wasn't getting the irony, so I had to really kind of pull the curtain no, back. No, I but... literally did not get that. I'm wicked embarrassed right now. Sorry. I only watch lesbian porn, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, let's have a viewing party. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> did I redeem myself? <laughs> what, what, what's lesbian porn? You guys sit there and play Indigo Girls music while watching Girls Says, no kevin i just google it actually okay i just literally google yeah lesbian porn and actually whatever anyway continue sorry (laughs) yeah anyway let's not let's not get into this one all right next one so paul dano was only supposed to play the brother that tells um daniel day lewis about the land so the original guy that was supposed to play Paul Dano as the priest, I forgot his name, Eli or whatever. It doesn't right. really matter. He was fired. And also fun fact or just fact, because it's probably not that fun. He actually attributes him to no longer acting to getting fired from this movie. But what do they do? They just lazily go, you know what? Let's make the Sunday brothers identical twins. Yeah, we don't have to do anything else. Let's just make them identical fucking twins. No. Mm-hmm. You know what? And maybe if that mm-hmm. didn't happen, Paul Dano didn't get a bigger role. We wouldn't have, you know, a shitty Riddler now. Sorry, oh. Zodiac Killer. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one. When he is yelling, casting out the spirit, when he's like, I will take your, you know, whatever, arthritis or whatever that old bitch has. <laughs> he says, if I have no more teeth, I will gum you. Yeah, that should be the quotes. Like, I like that, actually. But well, I mean, if you're a spirit and I, I threaten you, like, I'm going to gum the shit out of you. Are you going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm cool. Like you have such a good writer in PTA and that's what you go with. I'm going to gum you. That might be, that might be heard a lot in Lauren's uh, porn viewing habits of lesbian senior citizen porn. I'm going to gum you. It's really not senior citizen porn, but um, uh, yeah, (laughs) no, I guess when you think about it, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I, I take that as like a, I'm that I'm so fucking tough that even my fucking gums will kill you. No, I don't know. No, the sound effect sold it for me. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Nick. Well, I mean, it's just you got PTA, who's you know this great writer. He writes this whole thing, which, by the way, it says it's based on the book. He only used the first 150 pages, and then after that, it doesn't look anything fucking like the book. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But you have this great writer and you can't create a better monologue 
than that. Hell, just get rid of it, and the scene would still be powerful, right? Sure. I agree. Yeah, I guess. I just don't mind it as much as you do, but anyway. I just... I will gum you. That stood out to me so much. Like I had to pause it and rewind it. And it was like, did he really say that? Yeah, he fucking did. (laughs) All right. The music, the score, which also won awards. Is it a horror? Mm. Is it a Western? It cannot make up its mind with this fucking score. I think the music's beautiful, but geez. No. Okay. It has its moments. But it has its moments if it was a horror film. (laughs) But it's not. It's like half Western, half, I don't know, character fucking development. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Kevin, do you agree with this? Like, It's all in there for my section. That's why I said. Okay, all right, fine, (laughs) fine. (laughs) But it is. It had like, all right, the opening scene where he's uh, getting the gold and then he breaks his leg and then he has to drag himself out and it pans up and you see the mountains. The score with that was just like really high pitched violins that you usually hear in horror films. Very true. I, you, you just remind me of like Jason Alexander and shallow Hal when he like finds everything wrong. You know what I'm saying? When he's like, I'm dating this hot girl, but she has like a crazy big toe or something. You're just like, Really, really reaching, but anyway. Members only, you must be the last remaining member. <laughs> Whatever. That's from that film. Okay. No, and, and I'm not I'm not nitpicking it because the music is throughout. <laughs> I mean, nitpicking it would be, you know, they used an iron stake when in reality in the 1910s, iron wasn't that plentiful. <laughs> I don't even know if it is or not. I'm just saying, you know. It was. I mean, they're building railroads with uh, iron, I'm sure, to lay down tracks and locomotives. And that's fine. Nick, I understand. I'm not going to nitpick you. <laughs> Lauren Conlon is going to nitpick the shit out of you, obviously. But I, I'm going to let certain things slide for the sake of the argument. Well, I mean, it, it's because you know Nick, I'm right. go. Fin- finish up. What else, what else <laughs> do you have that's like, yeah, go ahead. Feisty as fuck tonight. Kid. I know. She is like, <laughs> it's been a so day, pissed. okay? I want to hear what else offends you in this movie. <laughs> All right. Son of now, a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the last thing mm. that upsets me, which is part of the iconic scene, is Daniel Day Lewis is supposed to live in this very opulent mansion. What screams opulence more than a fucking bowling alley? Like, really? Oh, I disagree. I, Aaron Spelling had a fucking bowling alley in his house, and the man created 90210 and hundreds of not hundreds, but shows bowling alley. If Kevin Goatee hits it rich, I don't give a shit how garish it may come across. I will have a bowling alley in my house I next to my video arcade. Thank you. He's right. He's right, Nick. Most ballers have bowling alleys, right. whether you like bowling or not. But no. That doesn't you just, scream You've opulence. just told us that you're not a baller, basically, is what you just did. <laughs> oh, That's shit. That's literally what you did, but it's fine. Listen, bowling you're, is fun. You're cute, though. <laughs> Thank you. Bowling That's is a nice runner-up prize. <laughs> going and bowling is fun, except for having to deal with white trash next to you. That's the that, that, that's what having the... <laughs> I don't, don't want to go... I see the shoes, but yeah, sure, that too. I mean, do you want to, Lauren Collin, do you want to sit next to cruise ship people when you throw a ball down a lane? 
Oh gonna, no, I don't. I don't bowl. So it, <laughs> I'm gonna send it. Really I'm gonna send as yeah. douchey as possible. Yeah, no. Um, we don't winter. Right. We don't winter with our bowling alleys. But I would have one in my house. How about that? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. By okay. the way, your 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 description of cruise ship people like that was that right Spot in my on. mind's eye. Hit the nail on the head. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's Norwegian Cruise Line people. You're so right. It's yeah. seriously. Actually, what am I think? Carnival. It's Carnival. Yeah. I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this this didn't bug me as much as it was just weird. So he kills the guy. The butler comes down and the butler's just like, well, this looks like, you know, this is another Tuesday. Like he has no reaction. I, I believe this is probably the first time he's seen somebody brained in with a bowling pin. Oh, I disagree. Oh, I disagree. That butler has definitely dragged a hooker carcass across those lanes into the back. Some, and it's like, you're right. It's just too. It's like, oh shit, more mess we to clean up. Get the bleach, get the sawdust. Like he's used to, he's used to dragging bodies. He's like, fuck, it's like 2 a.m. I should have stayed in bed. It would have been cool, but now I have to stay up and clean this shit. That's why you hire those people. Cause you know, they're like, (laughs) you know, they're quiet. They keep quiet. They're the so, Winston. I mean, they're the, that's the Winston Wolf that you need in your life, kids. Mm-hmm. True. I don't think many kids would get that reference. If they don't know Pulp Fiction, you're listening to the wrong podcast. That's all I have to tell you. <laughs> Even I know Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right, and then how it ends? I'm finished. And then oh, scene. Yeah. Like what, what? What? Like it just it, it. I mean, it's it's akin to the ending of The Sopranos, like black screen, and you're like. What what the fuck? There's no closure. He just kills him, and then he's like, "I'm finished." Boom. Nick, I I agree, except for the one part with the Sopranos. At least I didn't check to see if my cable went out. Unlike watching this film, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's fading the black instead of just a quick put, like right, cut the black and go. Oh shit! Did I did I have to call cable vision wow, now? That's actually a really good call, Kevin. I think I did that too with Sopranos. But oh, I mean, everyone they, did. You, Weren't you ready for it to end? I mean, why are you complaining about the ending that was so abrupt, which you wanted and prayed for the whole entire movie? So. Oh, it could have ended so many goddamn times. <laughs> like, we didn't need to see the whole scene of his son, like, hey, I'm going to go to Mexico, and I'm going to do, like, that, I mean, granted, okay. we do get that great line of, you did spew from your mother's filth, and you're a bastard in a basket, which I thought was pretty, that's pretty fun to say, right, guys? Say it with me. <laughs> That is the best name for the newest fast food item at Wendy's. Bastard in a basket. Bastard in a basket. I like that, actually. But the filth thing, I was like, I don't remember that. But again, uh, yeah, whatever. Lauren's gonna say- tell Lauren's gonna tell her kids that when they fucking misbehave tomorrow. You spilled you, the, the, the you spilled like filth from my loins or whatever. <laughs> you mean like right now outside this door? That, I think yeah. that's what you mean. <laughs> that's why I keep muting myself, and I'm. Really sorry if you see me go on live because I start hearing them yell. So I'm like, oh, mute, mute, mute. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. And then, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I have. All the other stuff is just really doesn't have to do with the movie, just has to do with how things progress, i.e. the Riddler thing. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I mean, my main gripe was he's trying to build suspense with these long scenes. Like, I get it but he's not building suspense. So cut that shit. Make it like a punk rock song. Trim the fucking fat and let's just get down to the nitty gritty. He finds a rock that's gold. Cool. Next, let's show him breaking his leg. Let's show him being dragged. Okay, cool. Let's see him now going for gold. Like we don't, 
need all this shit. Wow. wow. Did you, is that it? Or do you have more that you want to get through? I mean, that's it. Uh, okay. Like I said, the only redeeming quality I did put dude asked for 10 K for a church. That's $300,000 in today's money. That's oh. a little excessive. Wow. I like how you, I like how you did the numbers, but come on, you know how these church assholes operate. They always ask for an obscene amount of money, including the church where I had made my confirmation. The guy took all the money and left for Jamaica. Father Dan in, I don't know, the late eighties <laughs> booked for Jamaica. True? True, true fucking story. Uh, not that I'm a religious man now, I'm atheist now, but I had to go through all those, you know, trials and tribulations. Like, but yes, so if you're going to ask for money, you might as well go fucking beg. And, I'll, and I will address that in my notes. Nick, why don't you give me a score of what you thought of this film? One through ten, please. Two. Maybe. Woo! Maybe. Maybe a Ow. three. It why, was. Why maybe? Like, there were. Uh, there were some good scenes i do like the monologue where he says he hates people but as lauren mm -hmm. pointed out i'm a very angry individual so it probably just spoke to me on a primal level <laughs> that all people suck and i see nothing redeeming in them but that's why possibly a three but it i mean it was a chore to get through Damn. okay the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lauren Conlin, come on down. Damn. You're the next contestant. Damn. Okay. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm sticking to uh, what I said about you being a nitpicker. I mean, you're picking out specific lines in this movie. I would say let's look at this movie as, as a whole, right? Let's let's not pick out certain things. Let's look at Daniel Day-Lewis. Let's look at Paul Dano. Paul Dano, by the way, I, I think this kind of made him. I was like really impressed with him in this movie. And then after this movie, I started paying attention to him. Daniel Day-Lewis obviously is amazing in everything he does. I kind of agree with you. It's a little bit long, right? That's my only thing about this movie. It's a little bit long. I love the themes behind it. I love the the greed. I love just the the religion. I love. I just love the grittiness of it. And you know, I just remember specifically a couple scenes with Daniel Day Lewis where he gives those big speeches that just really, really kind of pulls at my heartstrings. You know, I mean, overall, it's it's a great film. It won a lot of awards, and I, and rightfully so. And th and that's that to me. I think that I think that you're everybody is entitled to an opinion. Everybody, but there's like you're talking to the girl that goes to see shitty rom coms for fun by herself. So like, take it from me, there Aww. are like, like movies are bad. Like they they are bad. This is not a bad one. This is not a bad one. 
There, you're welcome. I'm doing a curtsy. So. Wow, that was lightning fucking fast. It was really. Yeah, that's cool. That's what. Well, you're welcome. Th- you're welcome. <laughs> All right, shit. Well, uh, Lauren, give me your score one through ten. Okay, so my score one through ten. It, I give it a seven and a half. Wow. What is that? Is that good or bad? That's I, very good. That's I just. Yeah, exp- I think okay. it's a good. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Do you own this? Um, no, I, I have something called like on demand and I just like click it and uh, then I watch it. You didn't buy yeah, boomer. Have... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have this on VHS. I mean, I, I mean... just like, what, what did you mean by that? Like, do I have a fucking Blu-ray player or DVD? Play? Like, no, I don't. I just, I, I yeah. don't know. Is this a yeah. trick question? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Lauren, I'm curious. What, what stopped you from giving it like an eight or a nine? So, uh, the, the length. Right. Like I don't I'd say the only movie that's like almost three hours that I actually liked was Schindler's List, which sounds crazy. It's just because I'm obsessed with World War II. I know that sounds nuts, but anything else, like even the Irishman, I was like, I was like, please end, end, end. I can't watch these fucking old men anymore. Yeah. So I just and and like Kevin said, that was fast. I'm very much into like the let's just get to the point, man. Let's what are we wasting time for? Right foreplay what's that just get to the point yo dating her dating her must have been a joy like yeah listen drinks dinner let's just get the banging already literally what are we doing here i'm like i don't have time for this i i literally have to work tomorrow let's go like yeah anyway we're gonna pretend to do fucking cutesy poo well where are you what's your sign never mind all that These notes brought to you by the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. Of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you wish to advertise with us. But if you're a new listener, thanks for coming aboard. And if you're a new listener, please take this time to go write us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. And hell, while you're at it, head on over to guttingthesacredcow.com where you can grab a swift, a swift, nifty t-shirt, hat, mug, bag, cell phone holder, you name it. We've got it. Guttingthesacredcow.com. Notes. No dialogue for the first 15 minutes of this film. Even porno has more talking and about the same amount of squirting in this film as well. (laughs) If you got black stuff squirting, you got to get that shit checked. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis cannot wear a mustache in any film past Gangs of New York because you're going to automatically reflex to Bill the Butcher for me. You got to pay for the pleasure for my company. Holy shit. I actually thought that the great portion of the movie, I was just like, all I'm thinking about is Bill the Butcher. Right. (laughs) Wavelength, you and me. Right on, buddy. Finding sites and drilling for oil has the same appeal to me as going on a cruise ship to Jamaica with Jimmy Buffett fans. (laughs) I would rather mainline fire ants into my rectum and watch my mom get spit roasted by the Portland Trailblazers than have a dad who made me chase oil dreams with him. Holy fuck, that's dark. Yeah. (laughs) How boring is it for a six-year-old fucking kid to traverse the country sleeping on the ground? All that time, all that time traveling and walking, and you never find out why your dad named you H.W. How lazy of a name are you going to go with that H.W.? Give the kid a full name and just call my first. 
I was my am- son's name is MJ. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Is that in the birth certificate? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh-huh. Continue. So Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. I would demand having a full name for having to live my entire life camping, which, of course, as I said before, is vacation for poor people. Paul Dano looks like he's going to grow nicely into the mole man from The Simpsons, if you watch and, you know, stand back from afar. <laughs> The manipulation by Plainview is as masterful as getting Joel Osteen to having a cult of dummies finance his fleet of private jets. Damn. That's that's sorry. That's the preacher guy. Plano Plainview is is Daniel Day Lewis, but watching. Yeah, yeah, okay, but, sorry. But he's manipulating the whole town and the church people like This is what Joel happens Rosie. when you tell dumb people um, jokes. So continue. Mm. It probably was funny. I'm just too dumb for it. So. All right, I'll talk on an entertainment reporter level from now on. Here we go. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, what? <laughs> well, uh, Paul Dano is really trying his hardest to become the next Willem Dafoe, right, guys? Yep. I think so. Yeah, I'd say that. Well, Nick, here's where you and I are are going to definitely be simpatico. The music when the oil well caught fire doesn't match up one bit. I felt like I was in the middle of, of, of the Caribbean during Carnival then watching an oil rig explode and kill people, possibly. Daniel Day-Lewis did to Paul Dano what all of us wanted to do to Paul Dano for his interpretation of the Riddler in The Batman. Yes. And that's beat the shit out of him multiple occasions. Thank you. An hour and a half in, and I just tapped out. I have broken this film up into two separate viewings because I've seen lines at the DMV move with better pacing and funnier antics than this film has so far. If I was Daniel Day-Lewis's son, I would have loved to have set fire to his house to burn up his dad and his four words a minute speaking uncle. Can that guy have spoken any slower? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that guy. He spoke slower than people that know from Ohio Drive, which is excruciatingly slow and in the left lane. Get the fuck out of our way. But I also can't blame Daniel Day Lewis for putting that little arsonist shit on a train out of town. You know, I bet if Dad got a whore once in a while, he could explode like his oil rig and get all the badness out. Maybe he wouldn't be such a cunt to his kid. I wrote for the second time, this music doesn't fit at all. The last time I heard music like this was watching Tom Cruise walk through an orgy and eyes wide shut. (laughs) My attention span is being metaphorically chased like a one-armed man with a butterfly net. I don't care about the deaf kid leaving him. I didn't care about him one bit saying I'm, I'm going to go. No, no one gives a shit. I'd say what. So mission accomplished for this film. It always angers the shit out of me to see these religious hucksters in any capacity, real or fake. So Eli's character accomplished that goal because I can't stand him. But probably the healthy chunk of that is Paul Dano in real life as well. Not the not the religious zealot part, just the annoying part. Yeah, OK, I like him. But anyway, OK. He looks like a he looks like a cartoon turtle in a live action film that came to life. That is a good comparison. Thank you. Definitely. Man. Yeah. Usually my <laughs> note thank you. Usually my notes are a lot more uh 
in quantity, but I don't have many notes because I couldn't be more bored with this story. Bottom line, Daniel Day-Lewis is unquestionably the greatest actor of our time. There's zero debate. If you try and fight this, you're fucking wrong. He is a masterclass in motion at all times. I know this is a well-made film, but I cannot understand the argument why people love it. Did we need the fake brother storyline to eat up 20 to 30 minutes of screen time? We did not. Yes, I get that it serves for later story maturation where Bandy knows what Plainview did and uses that to to get him back into church and back in with Paul Dano. I get that. But again, who gives a fuck? Two hours. <laughs> two hours and 40, I know. Two hours and 40 minutes in. This moonwalks into quicksand from Jump Street for me. And I have no problem with long films. As the aforementioned Pulp Fiction is also two hours and 40 minutes. One of my, fa- my second favorite film of all time. I love JFK. Over three hours. Do not mind long films. You know why? Editing. Tarantino films, always over two and a half hours. Editing, pacing, quality story, fun characters, memorable dialogue. This story has none of them. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis's character. I'll, I'll give it that. I take that back. People will defend this film. I want answers, and I want them now. And you can't make your first answer, Daniel Day-Lewis is a tour de force, because we all know that. And I also will know that your argument after that will be very, very, very weak. Because that's all this film props itself on, is Daniel Day-Lewis. People are claiming this is a passable remote test film. It is not. Nick, the remote test, at any point, do you catch us on cable to judge to date ourselves, or wherever... Do you drop the remote and say, I know what I'm doing for the next half hour, hour? No, this film, you do not do that with one bit. Paul Thomas Anderson is 50% in my book. So at MLB, he's going to the Hall of Fame. In the NBA, he's as bad as Shaq is from the foul line. I love Boogie Nights. I liked Hard Eight. I was bored to shit with Inherent Vice and The Master. I think Magnolia is okay. I get why people hate it. I'm not going to die in the hill for that. But for the love of this film flies 50,000 feet above my head. Three out of 10, and that's because Daniel Day-Lewis is poetry in motion. This film, I don't understand. Well, again, I know it's a very well-made film, and I appreciate the themes and the wow. layers, but I didn't care. I was bored stiff, did not like it, pass. Wow. So nope. even with, hold on, let me just get this straight. You sure. acknowledge the themes, which which mean a lot right because there's right. layers there's like the greed mm-hmm. the religion the yep. you know just capitalism all this stuff and then there's the book there's upton sinclair it's like it's a part of history and then you've got daniel day lewis and yes it's too long but you're saying you give it a three i had to turn i just told you i had to watch it in two settings i was that bored i was that wow it's it, it, it slogged it's slogged that listen all those things and now you just broke it up like a recipe. We all like Hershey's. We all like bacon. We all like steak. We all like whiskey. Okay. Separately, they're all great. But when you mix all four together, they're pretty fucking gross. And that's what this Ooh. is. As no, David tells, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. As David tells says, two things that go together, whiskey and cotton candy, but you can't combine the two of them. No. You know why? Because it tastes like you just blew a clown. Oh, that's a great David Tell joke. And that's why he's the best. Well, no, now I'm thinking like, did I go into watching this initially? Like I'm, I have to like it because it won an Academy Award. Ah. No, honestly, now I'm thinking back, like, you know, maybe that's a thing. But then I'm like, no, because 
you know, I don't know. What was that Francis McDormand movie that won the captain that I was like, that was the nomad worst. hard. Pass. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, whatever no. that was. And I'm like, I went into that and I was like, this is the worst movie. Like I had no redeeming qualities. So I'm kind of like, maybe I didn't, I don't know. I gotta, yeah. This is a critics hand job, wet dream. This film, anything with a theme, anything with all these layers. Again, I'm, I'm with you. And Daniel Day Lewis, he can take a shit in the queen's mouth while finger fucking 13 altar boys and still be deemed the greatest of all time. <laughs> right? No. And the he, critics he, will, he and is. the critics will will back him up. But this film dragged i that's why i ask if anyone owns it if you own it then i know you're a fan do the critics like oh i go back and watch there will be blood all the time like i watch caddyshack or pulp fiction or jfk or whatever the fuck else la confidential shawshank no people don't own this critics <laughs> five star reviews daniel day lewis delivers one of the best performances of all time PTA's riveting epic of greed, capitalism, religion, and family is one for the ages, a modern masterpiece. The the thing that bugs me when critics say that is like they're completely discrediting his other roles. Like I think the best role he ever had was the crucible. Like I the didn't ending, see it. just thinking that. Like Wait, the I ending when he's like it. Yeah, at the end when he's like, it's my name. Like his turn in that is the best performance he ever had. Like every movie that comes out, they're like, this is the best one. This is no. Like I just got chills when you said that when he was John Proctor, that literally I have a huge boner just thinking about it. <laughs> literally. No, honestly, not even needing I'm lesbian, hard. not even not even needing lesbian porn either for that. No, too. I'm literally hard <laughs> thinking of him saying that's my name when he's like in court or whatever that was my name. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to go watch it right now. You it's all I me. have. Yeah, you just killed me. You just killed me. I love it. An absolutely it. phenomenal performance by Daniel Day-Lewis brings to life a charismatic and captivating a character as to any grace the screen this year. Okay, No Country for Old Men. We actually, we've done it on this podcast. Atonement, didn't see it. Juno, eh. No. Michael Clayton, never saw it. There Will Be Blood. Wow. You talk about a very... Very low bar for entry. No Country for Old Men should have won, and it did. But then again, I could put. But it's it's good. It's oh, it's okay. It's not holy shit. I'm remembering this for the rest of my life. Good. Yeah, no, it was over. You remember again, and there's a perfect. This is the same exact case in point. Actually, you don't remember Old Country for Old Men for the whole story. You remember him for Anton Chigurh. That's all you remember him for is the villain, what a badass he was, and what he did, and what. A, I mean, he's the best villain in the last 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. He's in that conversation of Darth Vader is one of the worst villains of all time. Uh, I'm remiss to think of some right now, but you get the point. <laughs> Thanos, the Joker, Dark Knight. You get the point. There Will Be Blood needs no defense as a modern cinema classic. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Sometimes a filmmaker makes that unexpected leap to the top of his craft. Blood is Paul Thomas Anderson's Raging Bull. No, it is not. It's Boogie Nights, kids, far and away. Also two and a half hours, but I enjoyed the shit out of that. Yeah. Partially because you get to see uh, Heather Graham naked on many occasions. Critics... Uh, sorry, critics, one-star reviews. Histrionic, fatally confused, and socially evasive, Paul Thomas Anderson's There Will Be Blood is all the worse for its touching upon important subjects, oil and religion in American life. 
Who suggested the John Houston accent? We keep expecting Daniel Plainview to molest a young niece or something. <laughs> that, kids, if you're not paying attention, is a Chinatown reference, which we just did in this podcast. I knew that. Very soon. <laughs> Next one. This movie makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever, and it takes almost three hours, which not to make any fucking sense, and is very loud and chesty about it. <laughs> chesty. Funny. I chesty. like that. That's funny. That's funny. I'm going to start incorporating chesty more often. How about you two? <laughs> I mean, okay. N- no. <laughs> I have breasts, so I can't. I can't mention my chest, or else they just draws Aww, into it. <laughs> Nikki, you don't have boobs. I can't see any. You're good. The moments that linger long. I'll, 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 I'll save you, Nick. The moments that linger long. <laughs> after, the moments that linger long after you left the theater and forgotten how damn tedious the whole thing was are with Paul Dano's smug, moon-faced preacher. (laughs) Okay, yeah. He does a bit of a moon face. Amazon five-star reviews. This movie is so good. It may not be for everyone. There is no gratuitous sex, CGI, or cheesy one-liners. It is Daniel Day-Lewis at his finest and a writer-director at his finest. If you actually watch the scenes and observe what is going on underneath just the overt conflict, it is amazing. Wow. Once, once upon a time, I drove through a blizzard in northeast Wisconsin to see this movie in the theater, and it did not disappoint. I have seen it many times since, and it's a masterclass in acting and directing. If you have any doubts that Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the greatest actors that have ever lived, this movie will change your mind. Look, I have driven through a snowstorm to get laid many a times, but to go see a <laughs> film is a type of desperation I will never know the likes of. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Like, dude, get a life or something. Go on right. Reddit. Right. Want to go to the movies? Right there, going on Reddit. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) want to go to the movies in a snowstorm? Nah, I'm gonna chill out at home. Hey, I got some brand new lingerie. I'm looking for to try on. If you want to come over, I'll be there in two and a half hours. If I'm following a plow. (laughs) I didn't find any plot holes in it. I really encourage everyone to watch it, even if you think it's boring. You cannot miss this. Don't take my word on it that it's a masterpiece or whatnot. Just go watch and see for yourself. Let me just tell you, it's worth and it's worth more than ten bucks if it gets so many reactions from this amount of people. Hmm. Mm, I guess. What an epic! The score is its own character. I could watch this movie for the rest of my life and never see all its layers. And P.S. Daniel Day Lewis is hot. They should remake this movie, add a female love interest for him, and cast me. Sure, Housefrau from Madison, Wisconsin. Central Casting's going to see this review in the Amazon review section and call you in for an edition in no time. Bring your best 8x10 and your floral print dress and get ready to make it big in Hollywood. He's going to come out of retirement just for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazon one-star reviews. I eagerly eagerly anticipated seeing this movie and was expecting an interesting fictional story about an inherently dramatic early days of the California oil industry. Instead, instead, I saw typical simplistic leftist Hollywood and anti-Christian, anti-industrial drivel. Many parts of the plot made no sense. Many, mainly boredom interspersed with episodes of extreme, mainly gratuitous violence. Signed, Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) <laughs> that was a good one. 
The violence, overacting, and evil undercurrent throughout made this film difficult to watch. I stopped watching. I could have simply thrown my money in the trash. If I had been in a theater, I would have walked out. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I know that song. Yes. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a yeah. bat, bat and a 6'4 and Paula. <laughs> the plot is vague if you can find it. The music was something to endure, not enjoy. I had to take a significant break halfway through the movie because it is so difficult to listen to the music. At times, I muted the sound. I watched it to the end, hoping the story would have some redeeming value, but found none. Wow. Harsh. Wait till you get Harsh. to this one. Immaculate mean immaculately made garbage. We have two crude symbolic characters, a ruthless oil man and tycoon who helped build who helped build California's Central Valley, and a corrupt preacher, business and church. They are loathsome in every respect. The real fossil fuel to those the heart's content and have their Hispanic help buy produce that comes from the Central Valley, now one of the most productive agricultural regions in the world, while acting superior and thumbing their nose at those who build things of genuine value. This film was brought to you by the paragon of moral virtue, Harvey Weinstein. There Will Be Blood is a twin of another immaculately made film, Chinatown, in which Roman Polanski, having anally raped the 13-year-old, shows us the moral decay of a tycoon who brings water to Southern California. What the fuck? I forgot this was a Miramax film. I totally mm. forgot this was. Yeah, mm. this is Harvey. Mm. <laughs> the powers of her deduction are strong, aren't they? I'm just saying. I, I forgot. The last review. The opening scene is compelling, but pretty much the rest of the movie is a setup to denounce Christ and label God as a myth. Do not give your time, our attention, not or, to this movie if you are a Christian. If you are not a Christian, don't let this movie pervert your pervert your perception of the church, God, or Christ, and those how follow him. Signed, Peter North. <laughs> so christians pay no heed jews muslims everybody else hey this isn't how shit works out lauren conlin did nick from gag on this podcast gut the sacred cow i mean i like nick so i have a problem with this i i don't agree with everything he said but i think he did a phenomenal job um trying to convince me um, as did you, Kevin, but we're focused on Nick. So, you know what? <laughs> I would say, yeah, he, he got the fucking cow. Whoa! One mm -hmm. for one out of the gate, big Nick. I will coast out yep. of that gutting. Then again, it didn't take much much for this syphilitic cow to fall over due to the awful dragging plot tones and unnecessary dialogue and silence of film for 15 minutes in the opening. We didn't need that. We already saw that that failed with 2001 A Space Odyssey, another piece of shit that was done in this podcast. Kevin Israel's most hated film ever on this podcast, by the way, note. Hey, Nick, why don't you tell the fine folks what you're up to, where we can find you, all that good stuff that you wanted everyone to know about you. Uh, I'm a cancer. Um, I like long walks <laughs> on the beach. No, um, follow me on Twitter at TheBigNickJ. I do host a uh, comedy podcast called Gag on This. Me and a couple of my friends, we interview comedians. We actually had Kevin on, and it yes. was a glorious time with the Sinky. <laughs> Lauren, I'll tell you what this is. So they were looking at my voiceover work, and the Sinky I did okay. a, commercial, a commercial for is a plastic container you put your dick in and fill it with soap and water and wash it. Wait, oh. that's 
No. Go YouTube the Sinky, and you will hear me narrating on how to use the Sinky. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. The this funny part serious? was, okay. this is 100 the day before that, I did a national campaign for Trident Gum. So highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows in just one full day. Wait, that's so funny. Oh, wait, Nick, I'm following you now on Instagram. Oh. Are you, are you gag on this? Or like, is that your podcast? Yeah. That's fucking no, gross, man. That, that's, a, that, that's a command that's for That's the name of your podcast is gag on this? Yeah, well, it's a- with you like it's a double entendre you're not the first one to say it's disgusting um but no we have comedians on they tell gags on the stage we invite them on so they gag tell jokes on this podcast oh so you don't mean like gag on an object or like a well our logo is a mouth gagging on a microphone so there is oh there is that implication oh wow Okay, I'm gonna stalk you, and then I will. I will see. But yeah, cool. <laughs> so yeah, gag on this. We release episodes every Saturday on YouTube, and then every Monday on podcast platforms. Check it out. Yes, cool. do check it out, especially my episode. Lauren Conlin, my Power Lunch compatriot, friend. Yes. How are yes. you doing? What can we find you? What are you up to besides oh my interviewing gosh. everybody on the red carpet these days? I don't even know. A bunch of that. A few podcasts, you know, a few few news hits here and there. I mean, when a celeb dies, my phone is blowing up. And then, <laughs> or when they get in a car accident or whatever. But um, so, that, so that mean Anne Hache and, and uh, Olivia Newton-John have been sending your phone into a, down to 50%? Dude, I have to tell you, I was all set up today to do an Anne Hache hit. And then literally Olivia Newton-John died and the producer texts me as I'm on the Skype and she's like, we're not doing any hate. It's all Olivia Newton-John. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So yeah. I mean, let's get physical. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, she did on the autopsy <laughs> table. I don't know. And we did Grease on this very podcast. Spoiler, I hate that film. Lauren, where else can we find you? What are you up to? Anything else you want to you shout can out? Find, you can find me on Twitter, Conlon underscore Lauren, or on Instagram, uh, Lauren underscore interviews. My podcast, Lauren Interviews, is everywhere. And um, my other podcast, Millennials Revealed, with Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, is also everywhere. So you can listen to either of those. Please do. Guttingthesacredcow.com, yes. guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, kevingoatee.com for dates and shenanigans or afoot. Give that a, a looky-loo as the kids say. And again, if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, patreon.com, guttingthesacredcow. And listen, thank you, Nick, for finally being able to, we were able to lasso you and get you on. I know we were doing a little bobbing and weaving for picking a date, but here we are. So glad we were able to make this happen. Thank you for doing so. Lauren Conlon, again, always a pleasure, my dear. I love uh, chowing I love and talking shit. With you. I do too. Mm -hmm. I love chowing and talking shit with you. And we're due very soon for their power lunch. It will be next week. I have decreed we such. Are. Kevin Goatee saying thank you both for coming on. And we'll see everybody next time. Aloha. Later. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.